I lost my train of thought because you wouldn't shut up. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello! humans and welcome to another episode of the mickey dudes podcast i'm your host dave koch joined today by my co-host from houston texas jeff williams flash photography i wouldn't that alters the homing signal and that's not good and from washington dc we have our commentator joe quattrochi what's up boys it's uh it's been entirely too long in between shows, so I'm damn happy to be here right now. We're always happy to have you, Joseph. Thanks, nice. brother. We missed you. And before we get off the rails, let's have a word from our sponsors. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Gico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at dvcresalemarket.com. All right, gentlemen, so tonight we're just going to do a hodgepodge of Disney. Uh, I, for one, uh, just came back from Epcot because uh, it is the last EMH uh, that uh, Illuminations is running. So living so close, I want to get there as much as I can this week to kind of just say my goodbyes to Illuminations before Monday night. So... I kind of feel that if I live right down the road, I might as well take that uh, challenge tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to do it because uh, I'm going to be riding the Skyliner at 8.30 p.m. So, Well, that was my next question. I knew you were getting a a preview of it. Um, So they are doing previews at night, huh? They are doing previews at night. I have an 8.30 preview. Perfect. I'm going to try to go a little earlier because hopefully if they let us on a little earlier, we're going to park at Hollywood Studios and uh, see if we can take it to Epcot. And if that's the case, try to get another Illuminations in by the time 
I don't have to necessarily ride it to every hotel back and forth on every line yet. We'll probably will depending on the timing, but yeah, we now, have to decide if we have a chance to take it over to Epcot and then just pop in for illuminations. We might have to take that uh, take that uh, opportunity instead because you know, time is of the essence. Now, Dave, I have a question for you. I know a lot of uh, YouTubers and Disney bloggers were out there um, today for previews. I know a lot of them got invited by other cast members, um, and they did the whole, um, you know, all the different lines that go to different resorts in the, in the parks. Um, with your contact, what was the information that Disney sent out to the cast members? Like, they obviously they sent you a time. Did, were there other instructions with it where it was like, okay, you get to ride it from 8.30 to close or you get to ride one trip or do you get unlimited trips? Like, wh what was the information that your your connection... All, from you my know, understanding, all it was was a reservation system. It was open up to any, anybody of, of, uh, of a cast member status that you could just log on to the hub. That's... So, and you could just ride it as much as you want. Okay. What the cast member well, line period? Do you make a reservation, and that's you're told to show up at that point. You have you have your confirmation. Hey, I have my preview here. You show them the confirmation. They say, "Come on in." How many guests do you have? And that's it. Okay. Well, I I, I hope on uh, I'm sure on behalf of all of our listeners, I hope that you do get some uh, some good video of uh, of it at night because I'm sure uh, you know with like the resorts lit up and stuff, it's probably going to be a definite. Uh, even the studios, like Hollywood Studios, with like you know the main entrance with the the lights and Sunset Boulevard, and I'm sure it's going to look really cool from uh, being up, you know, oh, elevated. I'm looking, such for, a... I'm looking forward to it. My only fear is that I'm going to be so awestruck that I'm going to forget to take my camera out. But I, I definitely I do have to have a camera because I want to go over to our new uh, Joffrey's. Uh, kiosk which is located right outside the station at caribbean beach and it's cool that actually uh you know, first of all i was telling jeff before we started recording actually you know because i'm i'm obviously going to be in disney world this week and we've talked about it dave uh for the last eliminations as well and uh as somebody who just came back from a week uh trip with jen and i you know i'm actually more excited returning for to go preview because the skyliner will be open to the general public you know this weekend uh, I'm actually more excited about that than actually going back to Galaxy's Edge. That's another story. So I actually am excited about the Skyliner. But um, I think going back to the Joffrey's thing, I think it's pretty cool because Joffrey's, you know, they have the the uh, the uh, the location right outside of Epcot, going to the Mon Monorail. They have the location at the TTC. It always it's only fitting they have a location at the uh, at one of the Skyliner locations as well with a signature beverage. Heck yes. yeah. Did we ever get a confirmation if you can drink it on the Skyliner? Honestly, uh, my my thing is this: Who's going to stop you when you're up in one of those buckets? Right. It's it's probably Unless like they stop uh, you from getting on with it. And by the way, no more straws at Joffrey's. Joffrey's does sippy cups now. But you know what? Their sippy cups are actually pretty good compared to like the Starbucks ones. I mean, because I have Starbucks right next to my office. I'm, unfortunately, there's no Joffrey's in Washington, D.C. that I know of. But uh, their sippy cups are actually pretty good. So I, I will say I I haven't missed the straws. So You see, I don't miss the straws because I hate with a passion paper straws. I was the person that I go to Disney World. I When they still went to paper straws, I have... 2000 of those clown bendy straws that I bought <laughs> off of Amazon yeah. when they went to paper straws and they're in 
my pantry now, and every time I go to Disney, uh, there's I, my little uh, my little uh, satchel has uh, my has a bunch of straws in it, and <laughs> I ref- I refuse to do paper. I only do plastic with those. If you have a problem with uh, me uh, and want to say that I uh, end up uh, I'm messing up my environment, you're gonna have to deal with it. It's just as simple as that because I recycle. <laughs> so eh, you'll get over it. <laughs> People seem to have a problem with me quite a bit, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I mean, just a couple months ago, um, somebody uh, called me out on Twitter because I was on this uh, show and I was saying how uh, I had a funny feeling that with all everybody getting Galaxy's Edge out of their system in California and how California was starting to kind of just cool down, I said that I probably after the first couple weeks that... Uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Hollywood Studios wouldn't be that busy after a while. And somebody then made a point to tweet, and they're like, I can't stop laughing. I was just listening to Dave say that that it's not going to be too busy, and what's he thinking? Well, I don't remember who said it, but I was right, and you were wrong. Well, somebody who just got back from there, and I was talking about this again with Jeff before you got on the call, Dave, but it was not that busy. Like, we we rope dropped at six a.m. We walked right on to you know uh, to Smuggler's Run, which first of all, if anybody, I don't want to ruin this, but if anybody rope drops, the they they let everybody else into the park. So if you want to go down towards like the you know Sunset Boulevard, they let those people go, and then we sat there and waited another like ten minutes, and then just the whole march with the stormtroopers is agonizing. It's absolutely agonizing. Like when you're, and it's brilliant on Disney's part because they let they stop you from running, <laughs> but it just takes forever to get back there. But we did the ride, and then like we left, and like we just never went back. And then looking at the wait times, the rest of you know the times we were there, it wasn't that busy. I mean, I was expecting wall to wall people, and even people around us were like, "Wow, look at the line; it's not that bad." So yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I was there for eight days. I spent about twenty-five minutes in that land. I think they made a big mistake with not opening both attractions at the same time. Because what I keep hearing from a lot of people is it needs another attraction. Uh, from it's a big I, gift shop. It's a giant gift shop right now. Yeah. That's really well detailed. Like the land is, you know. And I, you guys know I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I binged watched the stuff last year. I can't relate to any of anything that's going on. If they had like, you know, you know, Chewie running around and like the Ewoks and like the forest and then I, I sound really lame right now. Cause I don't, I'm not saying the right terms. I would get it. I don't understand. My wife had zero interest. She was just like, she, as Dave would say, Meh. you know, like, <laughs> and, and, well, but I, I will say this. Show. I will say this, Dave, the blue milk is good. I do like the blue milk. So I will say that. <laughs> My eight dollar blue milk. Uh, I do like I like, that. I like my sixteen dollar blue milk because it has booze in it. But... I didn't want, it was eight. It was seven thirty <laughs> in the morning, dude. So it was. Dude, <laughs> be a man. It, it was right. good. I mean, I, I mean, but you know, but uh, I mean, that's I don't know. That was just my two cents about uh. But it's a yeah, it's a big gift shop, but it's uh, I don't know. I I think personally they didn't you know they should have did it to the prequel. Was it called the prequels? Four, yeah. five, six. Yeah. And. I think Dave and Jeff, you've been to both. They made a mistake by making them the same 
because now there's if you're out on West Coast, there's no reason for you to come to the East Coast. Well, that was I, my that was I, part I used of Cars Land for an example. I use Cars Land for an example. Everybody who's a Walt Disney World fan loves to go out to Cars Land when they go out to Disneyland because right. we don't have it here. Right. That and, was and, that and, was and, my that was part of my argument. Yep. And, yeah. By you the go. way, dude, you talk too much because I had a point to this and Damn, you kept sorry, going on and on. I haven't on been on. on and I, <laughs> lost, I lost my train of thought. I haven't been on in a while. I'm just excited to be back on the show. It's been too long, so I'm sorry, Dave. I'll shut up. I swear. <laughs> nice. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't. I. I I lost my train of thought because you wouldn't shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Live podcasting. I love it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It'll pop back into my mind. Oh, wait. I, I know what I was going to okay. say. So actually, Joe, you're probably more of the type of fan that Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is supposed to appeal to because... It's actually the story takes place long after the whole Star Wars thing, where if you mention Star Wars, they have no idea what you're talking about. They will, cast members will be like, what is this Star Wars thing you talk of and everything? And your response is supposed to be, oh, it happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So, yes, it's, it's the world, but remember... Luke Skywalker isn't running around. Isn't running around there. Ray is running around there. This happened. All of that happened in the past. So you're actually you're actually in the story in the now. So technically, you don't have to be a, a huge uh, Star Wars uh, fan to really have a connection with it because the connection is happening now in the in real time. Right. Yeah, I mean, how the story is supposed to be. It's yeah, I I know what you're saying. I mean, all of us to an extent are are well, except for uh, Chuck and <laughs> and uh, Joe are are fairly Normal? fairly yeah are fairly deep deep Star Wars fans. I, I would probably say Annie. It's too bad Annie's not on the show, but it's probably she's probably the biggest Star Wars fan. So I haven't heard her say one cross thing about it. Uh, she hasn't seen it yet, but. Um, I think she's excited to see it, but I'm, I've seen both coasts and I don't even, I, you know, except for a couple of things, you, you, I mean, yeah, here we are crapping on the land again, but uh, except for a couple of things, it doesn't clue me in to, to Star Wars. It just feels like a spaceport. Now, if you just go call it like space, you know, generic space land, Batu, uh, some kind of generic, uh, you know, other world <laughs> like Pandora, um, then it is a cool, a cool thing. So what makes Pandora stand out other than the fact that it's very crazy alien feel to it. And they have, uh, arguably one of the best, uh, you know, e-ticket attractions, uh, at Disney in the, maybe even in the world, uh, that kind of shocked everybody and everybody fell in love with flight of uh, passage. Now, if, if, if Disney can pull that off with Rise of Resistance, where I think we'll all forget about it, and it'll be just like, oh my gosh, I gotta get on this Rise of Resistance. Oh, and while I'm here, since my, fa you know, I don't know when they're gonna have fast passes, but uh, if they will, but while we're here, I guess I'll let me check out. You know, go grab something to eat. Let me get some blue milk or whatever. Um, they're they're anchoring. What I'm trying to say is they're anchoring attractions, and so they don't have that anchor attraction to get people excited to get in that area. Um, in you know only you know the lightsaber thing is only gonna last so long that's too you know like you said it's a big giant merch uh, <laughs> place 
So I don't know. We'll we'll see when this rise of resistance kind of kicks in, and but maybe by next year it'll be hitting its stride. Well, actually, I actually think that it will actually be more crowded after both of them are open because now it gives people more of an incentive to come. Okay, well, both attractions are open. I think a lot of people were really um, anticipating high crowds for this for this beginning part. Like, oh, we're never going to get in. We're going to spend hours in line. Do I really want to come now? I'll just I'll just wait a year or so so that the crowds go. Well, die down i think a lot of people strategically made uh, re- reservations then and i think that later on we might see some spike in attendance and yeah. anticipation of the new ride and just people that were trying to avoid the would-be crowds that don't seem to be coming yeah joe mentioned Carsland. it's a perfect example so imagine uh if you know we all kind of go gaga for ready or springs racers now granted as as disney slash pixar fans we just love the immersive feel of being in radiator springs but you know radiator springs racers is absolutely the anchor attraction so we we I, i've been amongst the rope drop crowd many times going over there and it's like a run we literally ran to get to the freaking to the ride so um you know if it if it kind of warrants that or some kicks off some kind of emotions that way then then it'll it'll rise the uh rise the resistance no rise the excitement <laughs> and honestly from what i'm hearing from from basically from between the media day preview where uh, a lot of the uh, prominent disney uh, vloggers and bloggers and whatever else you want to call them got a little peek behind the curtain of rise of resistance and just some um, other information I've been hearing left and right that uh, I'm not at liberty to disclose. <laughs> From what I hear, this ride is going to be spectacular. Uh, one of the reasons why it one of the reasons why it is uh, being held back right now is there's a lot of special effects that uh, kind of there's. The way they're used, there's a safety issue at the moment that they have to just basically try to fix up and kind of just regulate so that it puts on a show, but also keeps everybody out of uh, harm's way. So they've been trying to perfect that, and they've been working diligently to do so. And with everything, it's going to be quite a um, quite an experience. And I'm actually really looking forward to this this one. I do think crowds will uh, start to uh, rise once words co- word word gets out on this, but yeah, I think that I think that uh, people got the Millennium Falcon got Smuggler's Run out of out of their system by going to Disneyland. Even if people who didn't go to Disneyland at this point they knew what to expect and everything, and all the reviews, all this information was out. Yeah, there are going to be people. I mean, I still get giddy being able to sit in the Millennium Falcon when you kind of just walk into that cockpit and it's like, oh my God, I am in the movie. There is that there is that feeling of joy that only Star Wars can bring. And I'm actually going on Saturday morning with a friend of mine who hasn't been yet. And he's a huge Star Wars fan. So to watch him experience it, is going is something I'm really excited about. So 
there is that level of magic too. So especially, so I get it. I'm totally into it, but uh, I'm a little. Sh- I'm still a little shocked at the, at, at the uh, wait times being so low right now. Well, you know, also too, Dave, it's <clears throat> the one time that Jen and I wrote it, and I think, I mean, first of all, I mean, I like that it, it is interactive, right? And I don't. I mean, I'm not going to give anything away. Everybody knows it's interactive, and everybody knows that you know, who whomever is the pilot you know, and the gunner kind of affects the ride. Well, Jen and I were the engineers and the way they have the, the ride set up is like, we were facing the wall. I mean, like, while well, you're looking, I mean, you're facing forward, but like I took my job very seriously and I missed 85% of like what was going out the front of the ride. <laughs> so essentially all I was doing is stirring at buttons. And my wife was the same way. Jen was like, all I did was push buttons. She's like, I don't get it. And the family of four that was in front of us, um, was not from the United States and did not speak English or only understand English, which is fine. Everybody, you know, there's a lot of international visitors. And I think when they were giving the cast members giving instructions, they were just like smiling and nodding. And then like when we got inside the ride, they're all speaking. It was a different language. I'm not sure what it was. And we were crashing constantly. <laughs> so I, I don't know if that affected. We were, I don't know, but we didn't do very well. Put it that way. So my wife walked us around. She goes, that's it. I was like, that's it. So that affects your experience. I mean, I like that it's interactive like that, but yeah, like we, everybody's heard that your experience depends on who is flying it. And yeah, so <laughs> it was the equivalent of people driving in Orlando. From what we were <laughs> so, you know, people coming from out of town, you know, but um, yeah, so but I don't know. Running across four lanes of traffic on I-4 and then uh, just uh, slamming on your brakes. Okay. So, I get that. We'll, we'll see. I mean, listen, anytime Disney can add a new attraction or a new land, I'm all for it. Um, I just, I don't know. It's just not what I expected it to be. But, you know, I'm not, like I said, and I, I don't, same thing with Jeff. We're, we're not haters. Maybe I'm a little disappointed. I'm I'm uh, definitely not a hater. I love it. I just you know, I, I actually want to I actually want to do uh, what uh, Craig Williams was telling me that he wants to do. He wants to create a uh, dream team of um, of crew members to get a perfect ride. That would be pretty cool. Hopefully, somebody can get that on video. That I happened to be there. I happened to be there one day, and I was I was walking out. I was walking out, and as I was walking out. Uh, I passed Craig and Rhino, and they saw me, and they asked, "Like, did you ride the ride yet?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Yeah, you you want to do it again? Because we have we have uh, five people. We need a full crew." At that point, I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And the whole time, I'm no, I'm thinking, "Okay, they want they want like the perfect ride." I'm like, "I'm gonna be the engineer so that I can't mess up." They're trying <laughs> they're trying to go for the perfect ride on this one. <laughs> so I was. Uh, it got a real. It, 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 they they did a good job on it, but uh, it wasn't a perfect ride. But it was it. I got to see things that I didn't normally see because every time it's like the, we're crashing the Falcon. They were actually pretty good pilots. I got to give it to them. That's good. Oh, but one, <laughs> one last thing I want to add, and uh, um, I did yell "Bright Suns" quite a bit when I was nice. there. <laughs> it's like "Bright Suns," and my Jen's like. She's like, are you supposed to say it like that? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm like, Jeff cut it into our last show like that. I'm like, bright suns, bright suns. 
She's like, you've got problems. I'm like, I'm on vacation. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm in the bubble. <laughs> oh, man. Funny story. So uh, at the beginning of the summer, I can't believe it was the beginning of the summer, but, uh, you know, uh, I was I was invited by Tim Tracker to go to the West Coast uh, media event, and it was such an awesome experience to be able to do that. But I thought I was going to be – I'm not a vlogger by any means, so I was like, well, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be one of the first public people to see this thing. I'm going to do something special, and I have this 360 camera. So I was going to go around and film this thing in 4K 360. I did it in honor of the first day opening of Pandora, which I posted on YouTube. Um, so I was like, I'll do it again. I'll just – I'll have this crazy – thing carry it around for an hour and take like 360 pictures uh 360 uh all the way around pictures of uh videos of uh pandora i mean sorry of galaxy's edge so i walked this thing around for an hour saying bright suns about a hundred times because all the (laughs) all the freaking cast members are saying bright suns bright suns bright suns (laughs) i'm like bright suns you know and i was like going around saying this Uh, the, the crazy sad part is and I've worked through all kinds of different traps, but it will not post on tw- on Facebook. I mean, YouTube for, for the life of me, I could not get it up there, and it drove me crazy. So there goes my influencer chance right there. <laughs> anyway, but no, it, yeah, the bright suns kind of gets gets heavy handed. Uh, uh, when I went to the AP preview, I didn't. I don't think I heard anybody, any of the cast members, really uh, say it once. So it's. It, I don't know if they've been kind of trained to kind of taper it down or what, but. Uh, um, but if you're saying they're they're back, well, to I've also Bryce noticed and... that's all over the place too. Because you know, you go to Animal Kingdom and you're walking through Harambe, hardly anybody says Jumbo to you anymore. Oh my god, that's good. That's a good point, David. I used yeah. to be constantly like Jumbo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that's right. just another another thing they're cutting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice point. So what else? What else do we have on the agenda tonight, boys? There's so much to talk about. Well, I was gonna, I was going to uh, say that uh, I was gonna tell you a little uh, story because uh, another story because I have a uh, friend who uh, has to pop into various places on property and had to go over to uh, Galaxy's Edge. Oh, that's exciting! Not, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, was not in a was not in a. Uh, Uniform of somebody living on Batu, and <laughs> okay. a uh, guest came up and asked this individual a question. And to not to not ruin the story, he decided to play along and say, "I'm sorry, I don't have information for you. I am inter I am just intergalactic safety patrol, and this is not my planet." You can go over here to one of one of the residents. They'll be able to help you. <laughs> well played yes. to that individual. Yes. Nice. <laughs> uh, randomly shifting gears from Galaxy's Edge. Can I just uh, comment, Dave and Jeff, about um, my dining experience, Dave, up at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort? Oh yes, I love this place. So, uh, Jeff, I'm just going to fill you in. I, I met Dave. Jen and I met Dave uh, and some of his friends um, up at Toledo. 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 Okay. Well, actually, you went to Toledo. Well, I went to Toledo, but then you were at Dahlia. So we actually happened to be in the resort at the same time. And uh, 
So I said, I texted Dave. I was like, you know, we're, we're eating. Jen and I are eating. We'll meet you at Dahlia right next door. So if, if for the new our listeners who haven't been there, um, it's the 16th floor on top of Coronado Springs. Absolutely amazing views. Different views than like Bay Lake Tower or California Grill. Um, just, just total panoramic views. I mean, you can see all the way to I Drive. Um, you could see... You can see how big Guardians of the Galaxy is compared to Spaceship Earth. I mean, uh, studios, unbelievable views up on top of Dahlia. Uh, great lounge, uh, friendly bartenders, bartending staff there. But what I want to comment on is Jen and I had dinner at Toledo. And, you know, I've talked to this show many times. Like, you know, we, we love to eat. That's one of the things we love to do is we just we love to eat at the nicer restaurants. And that's like the one thing we enjoy doing together. And we've eaten at Citrico's. I've done the private dining, California Grill. You know, and even knew we'd done it. Our dinner at Toledo was probably one of the best meals we've ever had on property. And I joke about Turf Club and Olivia's and all that stuff, whatever. This honestly was, it was so good, Jeff. It was so good that Jen went to use, I paid the bill. Jen went to use the restroom. I asked the cast member, I said, I need to talk to the manager, please. And I had like a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, sure, sir, just stand right over here. So they go, like 30 seconds go by, the manager comes over, and he the, he's petrified. I was like, how you doing, sir? I'm like, um, I said, my name is Joe. And he shook his hand. He goes, hey, how you doing? I'm so-and-so, I'm a manager. I said, I just want to tell you about our dinner experience. And he's just like, he's, you can tell he's like worried. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> those cast members, they just get yelled at, you know. And I said, I said, listen, I'm an annual pass holder, DVC member. I said, we've been coming for a long time. My wife and I, we've been at everywhere. Citra, because I started naming the restaurants, right? Member of like, Mickey Dudes. Member of Mickey Dudes, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to lay a little bit back. So like, like, like I've eaten at all these places. I said, this was the best meal I've ever had on Walt Disney World property. His face went like I did a 180, man. He was smiling. So, so he, you tried to, so you wound him up. I and wound you, him and up. you kept him on the hook. I mean, how cruel are you? Seriously. <laughs> I, made his, I made his night, let me tell you that. So, I love it. And I told him, he's like, oh, my God, what did you have? And I explained, I said I had the breaded pork chop. My wife had the skirt steak, the, uh, the uh, not the skirt steak, The uh, it was a steak with the chimichurri sauce. I said we had these certain appetizers, uh, these tapas, whatever, and my wife had this wine. I had this beer. And because uh, they have like they have certain things that's Spanish influence. And I said, I'm like, honestly, it was the best meal I've ever had. I said, honestly, whatever your staff is doing, they need to keep doing. It. I said, please tell the chef and all the sous chefs in the back. I'm like, amazing job. They need to know that their their product is being appreciated. He said, you know, our chef is from um, what do you say? The chef is the chef was from um, what's the joint in Animal Kingdom debut like? Oh, Tiffins. The park. Yes. The yeah, chef was from what? Tiffins and the guy from the front of the house was from Cali Grill, I think. So there are two Cali Girl, Citrico is one of them. His name is Cali Girl. Um, but they were from like obviously prominent restaurants. But I just wanted to say, like, honestly, I cannot wait to go back there. That's how good it was. So I don't know if I should be letting this out, but <laughs> I'm not saying it because it's a brand new place. Because, you know, whatever. I mean, it's Coronado. It's, I mean, the tower's nice. I mean, it's, right. it's, I, I don't understand how it's not a deluxe resort now. I really don't because the tower's gorgeous. Um, and when, you know, they have the gin bar downstairs and all that stuff. So if, if gin is your thing, by the way, go to Barcelona downstairs. But anyway, um, but yeah, that restaurant Toledo was unbelievable. That was that good. Is I it mean, hard it to get in? You know what? We, we made our, we made an ADR like a month and a half, I mean, a month ago. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, you probably, I think a lot of people don't know about, it, don't yet. Know about it yet. Yeah. They don't know about it yet. What's so, the dress code? 
I wore, I mean, I think it's like anywhere else. And we saw people in there in t-shirts and shorts. I, I, it's a little, it's a nicer restaurant. It's like a, it's, it's almost like a Citrico's. Yeah. Dave, would okay. you agree? It's, you well, know, I haven't, I haven't eaten there yet, but I think it is considered a, it's considered a signature, I believe. Okay. Or a shirt and nice shorts. I mean, it's, I yeah. don't know in terms of dining plan. I would assume that it's that based on the prices. I would assume it would be a two credit. Uh, I'm not exactly sure because I haven't really checked it at that point. But I don't. It wouldn't surprise tables me. either. Yet. They're not tables. No, in the no, they, no. They do be a DP or DVC for the time being, but they're they have not been approved yet for tables in Wonderland. But they're working on it. Usually, uh, but I, usually they like. I know, like I, I know that even like I don't think Rick's takes it either, like. Because they're, I think that there might be some type of outside. I think at Coronado, because it's a uh, convention hotel. I think there's some outside influence too, and maybe some private privatization. So I think that there's a lot of reasons to not take tables or any of the discounts at the moment for that reason. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I don't think you can get it at. Uh, I don't think you can get it at like most of the restaurants. I know Maya Grill. I think you can get it there at, but and and that resort has done. A, I mean, that resort was always good. I've stayed there before the renovations. The new new Rick's Sports Bar, quote unquote, awesome. We we popped in there. Probably one of the better places to watch a college football game besides ESPN Club is Rick's Sports Bar at Coronado. Oh, wow. Um, Barcelona downstairs, Dolly upstairs, um, Toledo. I mean, I didn't even get a chance to even go to the one, the the bar in the middle of the lake. I mean, it's got a lot going on for it. I mean, oh, yeah. it's really I think that's a quick service too in the middle of the lake. I mean, yeah, we didn't we didn't even get a chance to even go into the, to even check it out. So Coronado's got it going on right now. Oh I mean, yeah, that, yeah. Most it's definitely, definitely a, a a good spot. And for, even for Dave to you know, we just happened to run into to each other. Yeah, you know, he was with a cast member for his for even them to go there. You know, and you got you had great service at the bar. You had you were guys were having like you know tapas and appetizers. I mean, that's even a good spot to go and eat. Oh, most great definitely. views. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's it definitely got a lot going on. So it's on a, a on very a limited. Note. It's a very limited tapas menu. But it's good. Though. But the stuff, the, yeah. They um, and uh, the one there's a couple of things about uh, the that the new Grand Destino Tower that. Uh, I really like like I well obviously since it's Spanish they have the Moroccan influence too so when you walk in there's this beautiful like Spanish Moroccan fusion going on that just with just just with the furniture and with some of the decor it's just really elegant um, the one thing I'm not really I'm not really too uh, too uh, keen on is it's a very you know how every lobby has a distinct smell. Yeah, they chose a ve- they chose a very floral perfume type smell for this place that just. I don't know. I to think me, it's a little bit like too much. Still, it's not a new paint. Jen's like it smells new. That's like, the gin. That was the gin. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. yeah, you're you're definitely right, David. It does not smell like. Beach Club has that smell, or Contemporary, or Poly. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. Well, so well each one has each one has their own smell. Like Grand Floridian has a very perfumey type smell to it too. That sometimes makes my uh, chest close up. As much as yeah. I love the hotel, there are times where it's like I will avoid that lobby because, as elegant as it is, it's just I just I like to breathe. But uh, when does uh when so. Uh, have either of you stayed at the uh, 
uh, Grand Destino or? I've hung out in a couple of rooms at different times. I haven't spent the night. Uh, My parents are coming to uh, see where I'm living in Florida this weekend, and they will be spending one night at Grand Destino. Oh, cool. Yeah, it'll be great to hear back about that. If you could provide us with a review, that'd be appreciated. (laughs) I actually, you know what? There are times where I've seen it like for one fifty a night. It's like I might just do it for. The, now here's the thing, Grand Destino. Just from just from being in there, it's basically a deluxe hotel at a moderate price. Yeah, it did. It's it's a deluxe resort. The it only, really it really is. Yeah, the only thing that the only thing that I really doesn't sit well with me in terms of Grand Destino is this. Grand Destino is where the where the master check in for all of um, for all of Coronado Springs now is. The old like train station type check-in that they have, you can walk through that. Usually, that's closed now. They use it now only for like if there's like a mass group coming in for uh, like a convention or something. Yeah, or, for a convention or something like that. But let's say you're staying in one of those motel style rooms. Now, granted, out of all of out of all of the moderate resorts, and moderate moderate resorts are absolutely beautiful. I will say that just uh, Coronado. Springs was always the most ornate because it was a because it was it is a um, convention hotel, but if you're staying in those motel types type rooms, even though they are very nice, very clean, and they have like the wooden doors and they have like these nice little elegant features on them, they're still motel style. You're walking in, you're walking into this beautiful building. To check and checking in, all to be given a map to go. Okay, here's your motel style room. That's the only thing that I kind of feel like. Well, but you also just, there's a juxtaposition that just doesn't sit well with me with that. You also so, paid I, less for that room too, so it's the, like yes, expectations. Yes, <laughs> yes you, you point point well taken. I do I I do see that, but I almost kind of feel like in some ways that there should be and again maybe. This might sound snobbish of exclusivity, but I kind of feel like maybe there should be a point where, okay, well, if you have a reservation for the tower, tower reserva- tower check-in is over here, check-in for the rest of the resort. I feel like that they could still have that section where you can go if you're in the motel pipe story because it's... I feel like some people are setting are, are being set up for a disappointment. Well, because but, they're not getting they're I'm not sorry. they're getting a small little preview of something and it's not necessarily yeah, granted what they're paying but it's as the rooms are still going to be nice but it's not going to be the exact theming of Grand Destino. So you kind kind of not it, it storytelling takes a uh, back scene in that way. Well, and Dave, I mean, and Jeff, chime in on us if you if you agree or disagree. Um, the the only thing I could compare it to would be you're staying at the Contemporary and you walk into the main lobby of the giant A-frame, and then they send you out the back door to the garden the garden wings. Right. You know what Good I'm saying? Point. So so you're yeah. not getting that like oh I'm overlooking the Magic Kingdom Lake now like I am. Yeah, you like all those rooms have like balconies. And also, now you're going to a garden room, which I actually am a fan of the garden wings. Um, you know what? I stayed in there too, and I 
you have a point because I was still that's a that's oh a close God, comparison. I'm, at, yeah, I'm, you know. I'm I'm still at the Grand Floridian. I'm like, how cool is this? I'm staying a night at the Grand. So you know what? I got to give you that. That you you do make a point. I mean, that's the closest comparison I could you know kind of come up with, but you know, I can see that. But it's it's a good spot, you know. So I just, I, I just wanted to. And it's, you know, it's funny that we met the night, but I just wanted to publicly share with our, our listeners, like how, how good that meal was. I mean, like I said, that breaded pork chop was probably one of the best pork chops I've ever had in my entire life. So wow, and nice. you will, you will definitely, if you decide just to go up to Dahlia, it's definitely worth going up there. You can go out on the terrace also, and you could sit out, you could sit outside, you can sit at the bar. Um, I will say that the calamari is absolutely amazing over there. Uh, I'm not too big of a fan of the savory churros. They were all right. There's a really good uh, blue cheese tapas uh, plate that's uh, definitely worth worth checking out on it. Uh, they have the they have the animated short Destino playing all throughout the all throughout the hotel. On uh, these. They don't play the music. It's just it's playing silently in the background. For oh, those of cool. you who, for those of you who don't know, uh, Salvador Dali and uh, Walt Disney were in collaboration, teaming up to do a uh, surrealist short called Destino, and then both ended up meeting their demises, and it never actually came to be. They started making plans for it. And they started doing some preliminary animations, and it never actually came to be because of um, just life ceasing. And Roy Disney actually commissioned it to be finished, and now it's uh, you can find it on YouTube. I personally actually the music the the music for it, it's nice, it's elegant, but I actually like if you go on to um, if you go on to YouTube and you and you type Destino Dark Side of the Moon, it's actually a lot better with Pink Floyd playing in the background. <laughs> and the only thing I will say is if you're familiar with some surrealist uh, work, there are some there are some images that can be very disturbing to little children, and I'm actually surprised that they have Destino playing in the lobby when you're in a Disney hotel. And when there's Disney, there's going to be children. I'm actually surprised that it's been playing this long on loop because I'm a I'm I'm wondering from when I first went there, I was saying how long is it going to take parents to go to like the concierge or something to complain that whatever's on the TV is scaring the scaring the wits out of their children because some of this stuff it's it's surrealism it's supposed to be trippy especially when you're up at the bar and you're watching it and you're drinking it's just like okay what is going on here okay that's a mm, okay <laughs> she had her head just rolled off her head just rolled off her shoulders and now she, it's turned into a ball and it's and she and it's bouncing on her hand you know it's like <laughs> right and most people probably don't even pay attention <laughs> <laughs> well, no they no the, here's the deal they've they've seen the the latest mickey shorts and it all seems actually 
quite normal now. <laughs> you know what, Dave? It's no different than like when anvils used to fall, anvils used to fall on people's heads in cartoons back in the day. So yes, think, that 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 is true. I think I think kids will, you know I know kids aren't as tough as we were when we were growing up, but I think they'll be all right. So it, it, that is true. But this one, you you have to actually go and you if you have you seen the Stino? What yeah. the Oh, I think it's man. No, I haven't seen it now. Okay, so you, you, it's a little bit different because it, it uses humans, and there's there's more. It's it's not like the Roadrunner or Wiley Coyote getting a uh, anvil dropped on him. These are actually, it's just it's a different style of animation, and it's just, it's it's surrealism. It's not meant to be explained, you know. So you, you, you when you have a chance. YouTube it. It's it's available for everybody to see. Okay. All right. Well, I'm done on my high horse. Hey, Jeff, I have one more. Th- I know I've done a lot of talking tonight. I haven't let, really let, even let you chime in, but I have one more thing if I could add from the last time I was on. I like, to, I like to comment on my experience at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. <laughs> so first of all, are they changing the name just to Mickey's Halloween Party? Because it looks like all of like the posters and the things on the buses, it just says Mickey's Halloween Party. Are they dropping the not so scary from it officially? Are they starting to move oh, away no. from that? I haven't heard that. No, I. That's what they call it out on the West Coast. I was gonna say, yeah, on the West Coast, that's what it's called. Okay, well, Dave. I mean, I know Jeff, and you're you're coming back to the world soon. Just take a look at the posters that are on magic kingdom and on the buses and stuff like it just says mickey's halloween party so i'm like unless they're recycling the posters out here but um which i don't think they're doing because they have specific dates on it but i was confused by that but anyway you, know, you guys had said that um you know um, i plan to have like higher crowds than expected well jen and i went the first night we were there for our trip and it was kind of like around the time where i think a lot of people had canceled their vacations because of the hurricane so the crowds were super the crowds were super were pretty light so um i had the experience of not having crazy lines which i was told it was and i know dave you went later on the week it was like packed so i mean yeah, i guess you like, went monday i went friday and i, could I went, barely move. did i go sunday or i think we went sunday sunday oh, or monday okay. we went but anyway um but so that was good so um loved space smart space mountain in the complete dark I was oh, like, yeah, oh, I was like, what great. do you mean space? I was like, what are they gonna turn off the little disco ball? Oh no, they t- it made a difference. That was cool. It was it's, dark. Pitch black, <laughs> and you have no idea when those dips are coming. Not that you have an idea before. You you kind of can see a little bit of the outline when, when when the space thing is on, but this it's just so dark. You don't oh, it's know black. when it's oh, coming. Yeah. They mess with your head. That, that that was cool. Um, we did. We went at the very end of the night, maybe around like eleven. We actually waited like. Five minutes and got all seven dwarves. That was cool. You know, I'm not a big character guy, but that picture was awesome. So me and Jen have a picture with all seven dwarves. They were super cool. Met my boy Grumpy. Um, interacted with him a little bit. They were really interactive too. So that character greeting was great. Jen loved the parade, and I thought the parade was great too. The uh, Booty You Parade, whatever it was, the music was great. Um, is that a Booty You Parade? Did I get that right? Yes. I that still. I don't understand what the whole Toy Story thing is in there. It just makes uh, no sense. Yeah, no, but the guys with the with the shovels, the um, oh yeah, they, they, everything was fantastic. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was. I a like very... they they added Constance into it this year. 
Oh, you know, like I don't know every character. You know what I'm saying? But like, it was this guy. It was, it was the bride in in the ah, okay, okay. mansion. Floating I along. do. I do. Ah, yes. Okay, okay. That's con- that, her name is Constance. Uh, I'm ruining my credibility every second. I'm going on with the story, but anyway. So, <laughs> but um, the fireworks. Um, I thought the old show was better. Yes, I do too. Um, we were a little. I mean, it, and it was a lot of mapping going on, and it didn't make a hundred percent sense. But I liked Hollow Wishes. But it was still good. Um, the one the thing, thing I, I didn't before I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Ahead. I didn't even see fireworks when I was watching it. The the mapping was so busy of the story of the mapping that I found myself just watching the castle and watching the show of the mapping, and it was like, oh yeah, there are fireworks going on. It, it, it there was like fireworks going on at the same time, but it, I felt like. I felt like the mapping could have been its own show and then the fireworks could have been afterwards. Yeah. I can see that. It was um, too, almost too busy. It's too much going on. Yeah. Uh, Pirates was great with the live actors. Uh, they were actually pretty funny more than scary, which I guess they're not supposed to be scary because it's not so scary. Um, so kudos to those guys who were and ladies that were in there. Um, my brother actually did the, um, dining package where he was at Tony's. I forgot what it's called, but um, so he liked the preferred viewing and the alcohol. They enjoyed it. He said he liked it. Um, they were there for much of the night. They did a lot of trick-or-treating earlier on, and then they just kind of hung out there. He enjoyed it, so if that's something you're interested in, I know my brother... Did they have the furry gelato that we had? No, I, I you know they've, they've switched to the chefs there, you know what I'm saying? So I, think the food oh, has I, got, I think the food has gotten better since me and you ate there. And actually, the I remember that salad dressing was probably the worst part of the meal. It wasn't even the furry gelato, but anyway, um, the candy was great. Um, you know, they give you your starter bag when you first walk in. And then like, I like the way Mars uh, gives you like a lot of like, I guess the experimental candy with like different flavors you can't normally get. The one thing I wish they did was I didn't know this is that every single trick or treat stops the same. I wish they would have different candies at different spots. So like it was kind of usually do. No, nah, I I don't know, man. I feel like I got the same stuff every place. Every time I looked at it, it was getting the same mixture of things. So um, unless I, I was mean, wrong. There's the spot where you get your applesauce. There's the spot that you get your Werther's. No, I didn't see that. We were just, well, I mean, we just went to the spots that said like, you know, with the big inflatable things. So, yeah. but, but I mean, it does, the candy was good and it was fantastic. We had a great night. Um, a lot of good pictures. Um, but I think we lucked out because of the hurricane. A lot of people canceled their trips. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, our friends, Brittany and Justin, went, and they want to do it again. We kind of want to make it a um, a tradition. So um, I, I'm hoping that if we do it next year, we don't have like a crazy-ass crowds like people said it was. But um, we did have a good time. So it was um, kind of sad we waited so long to try it. Just um, for that parade, I, I have to I have to do it. The parade was good. You know, I'm a big festival fantasy guy. It's my favorite parade of all time. But that that – my wife loved that parade and she, you know, she usually stays for festival fantasy for me. And she really liked the Halloween parade, the booty. So parade. The so, question. Are you going to do the Christmas party now? Uh, we'd have to pop. We don't usually stay. So we'd have to pop in during the day. Probably not. I don't think so. I don't know. See for me, everybody says the Halloween party is better than the Christmas party. So I would say that. For me, the the allure, the the allure of the Christmas party, and again though, I'm only buying my ticket at this time. I'm not doing a family of four where it's going to break the bank because sure. it's it gets crazy. But for me, 
it's the toy soldiers that just it feels like a part of Christmas that just to be able to see those toy soldiers it's worth it for me but again if I was take if I was paying for a family of four I'm like you know what I got your to- you know your toy soldiers can uh, stay in the toy box <laughs> well everything means uh, something different everybody but but all no it was a, it was a great experience and uh, I just wanted to fill Ever you guys in and our listeners in? Because I remember I was like panicking if I was gonna be screaming in lines, but uh, it was actually uh, it was actually pretty good. So um, characters were cool, and uh, Jeff, I have uh, prosecution arrest. I have nothing else to add. So <laughs> <laughs> I've talked nice. enough tonight. Would you have paid three hundred dollars to for a season pass? Ah, uh, probably not. I don't think I like it that much. I think after three times I probably would get bored of it. And there's only so much candy you could eat unless, <laughs> unless you know what? The only thing, I, the only the only way I would do that is if like, so Dave is a lot closer to Dave is really close to the parks. I'm an hour and 15 minutes away. If you've got a group of friends that you like that want to go and just hang out for a little bit, like, Oh, we'll go to the party night where then it's worth it. Like if it gets to be part of like, your like hanging out routine, like with your circle of friends, but for us who like, you know, even though we're close, we still make, we have to make an effort to get there. Like, okay, we're going to go tonight. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it is. Um, Cause yeah, it'd be, I, it would be, it would be 600 bucks for me and Jen. And I honestly, agree. my I, wife would say probably that's like almost two massages for us. So <laughs> she, she'd probably rather do that. So right. I would say no to that. Um, I said, but, no, I would say no to it. Just being right down the road because it's just like, yeah. It's nice. I like the I like the parade and everything. But again, there's I have, have an annual repeatable. pass. I yeah. I can go to the parks. At, I can go to the parks. It's I feel like it's not worth it just for that new ent- that extra entertainment. And that's everything, like sixty you know? percent. That's like sixty percent of my annual pass cost right there. Like my annual pass, is like six hundred bucks or whatever it is. That's exactly. Like half of my annual pass for the year. So. And yeah. I also have a long-standing love affair and commitment with uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Exactly. I was going to say Universal <laughs> Orlando Resort, but yeah, Halloween Horror Nights wins out over Mickey's Not So Scary for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a quintessential. I mean, for for what it's worth, I know it's still polarizing, but it is, it is a quintessential. Um, you know, Halloween event, probably in the world, I would think, mm-hmm. but it's pretty special. Uh, Joe, have you ever been? No, and I okay. talked to Dave about it. I'm I binge watched the crap out of Stranger Things. I was a little late to the game. Yeah, and I'm like a diehard now. Like yeah. I think Elle should. I th- I wish Disney would bought that franchise and made Elle a superhero or a princess because <laughs> she's awesome. Right. Uh, you know, but uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine she like you know she like puts her hands out like instead of throwing like you know demagogans or whatever. She's she throws, throwing people out of your way that just no. Like, she's throwing your roller coaster vehicle. Down. She's shooting your roller coaster vehicle away from you. You know what I'm saying? No, like, a, no, no, <laughs> I don't no, know. No, 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 no. She's but, uh, she's pushing people who walk five across down Main Street that you can't get around them who the kid actually just stops in the middle in the middle of the street just out of the blue and you end up bumping into them she's pushing them out of your way so you could actually get to where you need to be yeah i i am a um i'm a diehard so that would be i would love to see that house obviously it's probably the 
one of the most popular, Dave, I would assume, or if not the most popular house because of how popular Stranger Things is. But that's, I mean, that would, you know, be one of the things, Jeff, I would want to go see. Be like, that'd be like the one thing I need to go see. Yeah. I don't think that's a shocker. There's only one, one issue with Halloween Horror Nights with those houses. Their performances are on a loop every couple seconds. Sometimes if you're, if you're not timing it right, if you're going through, you're actually, you might actually miss when she pops out and the de- Demi-Gorgon pops out and she's actually fighting the Demi-Gorgon because then they well, kind let's, of... Let's, 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 let's not ruin it for people if they haven't gone yet. So. I, well, 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 well <laughs> obviously you know that she's going to be in there. You know that Demi-Gorgon's going to be in there. You know that she can push. What, if, if you watch the show, this is this is nothing new. So my point is that... For everything, for the little surprises in the house, and when you actually see the actual um, the characters, there is some time where if you're where if you're maybe like let's say you have five people in a group, you might be getting the tail end of the of the performance, and then like maybe twenty seconds later they're going to come out and repeat it again over and over again. But you might actually you might not get it right right away. I mean. That yeah. house is has such a long line. I've been through that house a couple of times already. Each time, it's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that Lucas was in this scene, and, and right because I, I missed him at one point. It's like, I didn't, I didn't know his sister was there later on too. You know, it's like, oh wow, I didn't see Dustin before. So that that yeah, that proves a point. It, it's got a repeat value to it. It uh, does have a repeat value, but it's. When yeah. you're waiting on lines of upwards of 95 True. minutes, yeah, how much of a repeat value does it have? Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, compared to uh, not so scary Halloween party, I mean, <clears throat> I think I could probably do two of them and be kind of cool. But I think after two of them, I don't, you know, I'm I'm ready. Probably, I'm okay after that. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, cool. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. So this was quite a fun conversation. Let's yeah. go around and tell everybody where we can be found. I, for one, can be found at Figments Reality on Twitter and Instagram. Joe, where are you? I'm on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Joe Quat. You can also find me over at the resortloop.com DVC Roundtable Show. And uh, like I said, I told uh, I said before, I'll be down at Walt Disney World this weekend for the last Illumination show. So, uh, Look for me somewhere around the world, Showcase Lagoon, or probably halfway back to Spaceship Earth, compared to how many people are going to be, be there on Monday. But yeah, so. And Jeff, what about you? I'm uh, Brain Dud, Brain Dud ninety two on Twitter, and just Brain Do D E W on Instagram. Awesome, and you can find the Mickey Dudes on Twitter. At the Mickey Dudes, you can find our uh, fan book, our fan page on Facebook, and you can find us on Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for spending your uh, time with us. Have a magical day. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. 
If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.